You need to diversify, Jack. So don't put yourself behind an eight ball and say, I only do this or I only do that. If you want to be competitive, you better get good at a whole bunch of stuff. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. Everything else will be forgotten. Great interviews, great bits, and unbelievable ratings. All of that's going to come and go, but they will never, ever, ever, ever forget one genuine act of humanity. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the mediamorphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Skip Mahaffey is nationally known as one of America's top radio air personalities. His Billboard and CMA award-winning morning shows have been a proven listener magnet for decades. Winning in markets from Tulsa to Phoenix, St. Louis to San Diego, Los Angeles, Tampa, and Dallas. Since 2016, Skip has been the morning co-host of K-Love, America's largest Christian music radio network, teaming with Amy Bauman for the Skip and Amy Show. When Skip last joined us way back in episode 34, they were on 250 stations. Well, now the number is closing in on nearly 600 stations. To hear how they've grown and what's next, Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome back Skip Mahaffey. Hey, Skip. Hey, Skip. Thank you so much. I am so thrilled. Thank you. Well, we are glad to have you back. So last time you joined us, we were asking the differences you were seeing between performing on commercial radio versus the listener-supported model you're doing with Caleb. So Mm -hmm. flash forward now, four years since we talked to you, Has your viewpoint changed or what's evolved? What's different? Let's take out the COVID litmus part of this whole thing, because obviously we have all, we're looking at things in such a different prism now because of what's happened over the past 18 months. What I have learned is that uh, what I realized, I guess it was there, but it's, it's, it's obviously, you know, takes us our own time to figure it out. Audiences want the same thing. Audiences want to feel good about why they join you in the morning. They want to know you. They want to feel like they like you. Um, They want music that speaks to them. And really, and I've joked about this in the past, is the really the only difference between a country audience and a Christian audience is we don't sing about trucks or beer. But really, there's there's that spiritual thread that we wind through everything. But everyone goes to work. Everyone deals with situations with their kids. Everyone deals with money problems and health problems. We all want for the same thing, and ours is to try and and to fulfill that. Well, Skip, you recently relocated the show from Indianapolis to Nashville. What caused you to move, and how's that working out for you guys? Well, essentially, Christian music is a lot like country music. A majority, I would say, full-on 90% plus of the artists, labels, producers, uh, managers, and such are all based in Nashville just like country music. And it only made sense that we had some sort of presence here. And the idea was, first of all, since, you know, Amy and I, I mean, I I really tend to say that Amy is the face of the ministry. It really made sense to get her here as soon as possible. Um, So far, other than the fact that (laughs) moving in um, May of 2020, uh, has a unique set of challenges. <laughs> um, it, it's been fairly easy. It really has. And we've settled in here because 
uh, as we've spoken in the past, you know, with 30 plus years of country experience, Nashville is like a second home. And slowly but surely, the rest of the ministry is relocating from Rockland, California to here. And uh, it's so far, other than, you know, growing pains and, and building studios and creating facilities, it's been fairly smooth sailing. Excellent. So with your background, I mean, not only are they moving, but you've moved a lot too. You've been in a number of environments, <laughs> a lot of companies, a lot of different stations. Yep. What should PDs and even GMs, and I guess even these days corporate guys, what should management know about the care and feeding of a strong morning show that maybe a lot of them are just plain missing? Uh, thank you for asking that question. I could probably quote you chapter and verse about things that get missed about it. You have to understand that you are asking creative people to upend their entire world and to relocate to move. So for us, it was, I don't know, four or 500 miles. It really isn't that big a deal. We are asking members of our air staff who have been in California for a dozen years to up and move everything. In transitions, I think are easy. I think really listen to what your talent is asking and be transparent as transparent you can be. I know that there have been occasions, and, and this has happened when, when I've relocated from one corporation to the other, from St. Louis to San Diego, they stick a piece of paper in your face and say, here's what you're getting. Uh, here, we were. It, it was a much different situation saying, what is it that you need? How can we make this work? And I, I think what you need to do is not just demand, here's what you're going to do. Really, really listen to your talent, listen to what they're saying to you, and address their concerns. Great advice. You know, Caleb has really developed into a multi-platform play with a strong online presence, database marketing, becoming an integral part of the growth strategy. What's yep. changed in your show's online game plan since we last talked, and what changes do you see coming? Uh, you got to diversify. You have to move into, it, it's kind of an, an umbrella look with uh, K-Love in general. Uh, in, in recent months, K-Love movies, if you know um, the Jesus music movie, that's a K-Love film. Oh, um, and there are several mm -hmm. books. You have to be able, you don't want to try to be everything to everyone, but you want to give a wide base, a wide platform for people to consume their content. Our digital footprint has been expanded and it's growing bigger and bigger and bigger. I think that's where we've seen the most growth since coming to Nashville. I think you need to, and I will certainly, I will more than be more than happy to tip the hat to uh, iHeart. At the time when it was still Clear Channel, this was 2008, 2009 is when they really, really started seriously developing the uh, app and uh, the podcast network and such. They were way ahead of the curve. Right. And even to a certain extent, Cumulus was when I was in Dallas. And now there's, for lack of a better term, um, it's kind of a catch-up situation because this, you know, we have Access More now, which is part of, of our umbrella. Access More is a platform to where you can get positive and encouraging podcasts and such. Caleb on Demand, that's mm -hmm. the broad picture for us personally and I think if you take it down to people who literally just sit behind the microphone, I think what you have to do is you have to be prepared to, and I know that this is <laughs> something that uh, three old dogs know very, very well. You kind of get good at what you do. Mm -hmm. And you, <laughs> yeah, you, 
<laughs> you need to diversify, Jack. You better know how to do a podcast. You know, I find myself suddenly, you know, I get my fingers dipped into three or four different podcasts right now that are developing. And what I feel like this is something that I should have been on 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So don't put yourself behind an eight ball and say, I only do this or I only do that. If you want to be competitive, if you want to be competitive, you better get good at a whole bunch of stuff or surround yourself with a good tight team of people who have their specific specialties. Mm -hmm. So with that, what advice might you offer to someone who is in the early stages of a career? They're eager to learn, to grow, and to yep. advance, but they're not sure how. Uh, I would tell you, and this is something that is probably no surprise to you, gentlemen, do what Hannah did. That girl is so sharp. Your producer is one of those people who... Every time she sees an opportunity, she recognizes an opportunity. She explores that opportunity. She takes advantage of every single thing that comes down the pike. If an opportunity comes for you to learn something new, to learn something different, learn it. Expand your base of knowledge. Get as much under your belt as you possibly can. And then that will help you develop, one, a more broad appreciation for what it is that we do and all the things that go into it. And two, a little practical experience in all aspects of this. Then you can pick and choose what it is you think you're really, really good at. I was, um, I was working out today and I was thinking about this uh, conversation. And, and I think the one thing that I really wanted to impress was back in the dark ages, you know, when I started my first really big gig was doing overnights at KVOO where we had a primary broadcast pattern of 13 states. We're a mm -hmm. 50,000 watt clear channel flamethrower. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and you know, time. and I'm telling you, yeah, man, yeah, exactly. I love those old studios. Those were the best. Mm -hmm. From the Rockies to the Ozarks and points beyond, you're listening to 50,000 watt KVOO Tulsa. It's nine o'clock. But every opportunity that was given to me, go drive a van, go blow up balloons, come in here and help us listen to some music. I had a great boss at the time, Billy Parker, who would actually have me sort out records. And this is how smart this man was. He would have me come in and sort out records. We would get back in those days, 100, 245s. Have your great grandparents tell you what a 45 is. And I would sort through them. And what I learned later on is he had me in there listening to some of his conversations. And then he would ask me my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'm, the, I'm this 22-year-old punk kid who barely knows how to shove a cart into a cart machine and say his name on the radio, but he gave me such knowledge into explore things and everything that's brought to you. That's the only way in the world you're going to examine and expect you know, what to do in this business. My first morning show was in Tucson. I left that and went to Phoenix to go do production, wound up becoming a producer and you just, if you seize every opportunity to gain more knowledge and do what you love to do and do it with great passion and success is inevitable. And if anyone needs help figuring out what a cart machine is. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> what year were you at KBO? Uh, I was there twice. Uh, I went there. Uh, let me see. My son was born in 83. We got there in 83. Mm -hmm. uh, left in 85. And then I came back to host the morning show in 2009 oh, to wow. 2011. Yeah, I went to high school in Tulsa. Did you really? Yeah, my dad was on KRMG. 
KRMG, yeah. Kerr McGee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other 50 in town. Yeah. yeah, that was a big one. I remember it was really funny. It just goes to show you how small this world is. I was interviewing for a gig at, uh, oh, KSKS. Is that Kiss in Fresno? Yep. And they were looking for me to host mornings with uh, Dixie Lee. And we were just driving around town and we realized she was on KRMG the night that I was on KVOO on Memorial Day weekend when we were hit with 24 inches of rain and over 40-sided <laughs> tornadoes in a 24-hour period. Yeah, oh. that's Tulsa. Yeah. And it was so funny because two years later, I get the phone call from Rusty. I was working in LA. I was doing, um, I was at Star 98 producing the morning show. I was tired of playing Madonna records. I wanted to get back in the country. And Rusty called and asked if I would consider going to Ohio. And I said, dear God, no, I hate Ohio State. Don't make me go there. He said, well, it's Ohio State. And I think you know the woman who they've already hired. And it was Dix. And we went, and it's funny because I'm staring at a picture of her right now. And we had a five-year run there that was amazing. Yeah, it was. Never turn down an opportunity. Never say no. And don't make enemies. Great advice. Learn that the hard way. (laughs) Good stuff from the Caleb guy, Skip Mahaffey. Hey, somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Just email us, show at brandwithondemand.com. Your suggested guests can join top talent media thought leaders like the amazing Fred Jacobs. Carson and Kennedy from Mix 1041 in Boston and over 150 others, all in previous episodes wherever you download this. And if you're finding our podcast useful, please help us. Give us a five-star rating and review because that is what helps other people discover Brand With On Demand. Coming up, Skip Mahappy shares some things he knows now he really wishes he knew way back when. Hi, it's Gary Berkowitz, AC Programming Consultant at Berkowitz Broadcast Consulting in Detroit. Hey, it's Molly Cruz, Brand Manager for WMYX and WXSS-FM here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hi, this is Jake Neiman with 96.7 Cram. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with even more raving fans. Did someone say Music Master raving fan? Ding, ding, that's me. Hey, it's Lee McNabb, Operations Manager for Saga Communications Des Moines Radio Group. Ready to join these raving fans? Visit musicmaster.com today. They're always there and willing to help. They save me every time. I'm a major fan. Hey there, Kipper here. If your station is like so many others, begging out for some sort of station merchandise for sale or even to give away, but the budget says, "Uh uh-uh, Your solution could be just a click away. Check out Radio Swag Shop. It's in the show notes. Or simply go to radioswagshop.com forward slash kipper. Your audience and your budget will thank you. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. We're with the star of Caleb, Skip (laughs) Mahaffey. Hey, Skip. Sir. What things do you know now that you really wish you knew way back when you started? Enjoy every moment. Good, bad, indifferent. In the span of almost 40 years, the scope and the depth of the things that I've been able to witness and be part of has been unbelievable. And I remember one moment specifically when there was all this anticipation for this. I'll tell you what it was. 
It was when Dixie Lee and I were selected as the CMA Air Personality of the Year, major market, large market, sorry. And we were anticipating, anticipating, anticipating. They're getting ready for it. We're sitting down there on the floor of the Grand Old Opry. They gave us our instructions for what to do. And then we went, the time came, we hit our cues, we did our thing, we ran on the stage, we came off the stage, we sat down and it was gone. And that was over. And I realized to myself, you have to take in that moment when the moment happens. It was a wonderful, wonderful circle of events a few years later at the Academy of Country Music Awards in Los Angeles. I had met earlier that year, and, and it, it, it goes to show you again what a small world it is. I had just met Rascal Flatts. And we were talking at the radio station when they came in to do their little tour with uh, Teresa Dursty, their, their representative. And they said, are you the same Skip that used to work with Dixie and Skip in Columbus, Ohio? I yeah. said, yeah, yeah, WCOL. So we used to listen to you all the time. Wow. And wow. then we were having these conversations. And, and since then, all three of them, I love them dearly. We're, we're very, very close friends. And I remember I saw them at the ACMs in the lobby of the, uh, the Universal Hilton. Mm. And I said, guys, tonight, when you win that award and you will win that award, don't forget to take in the moment. Don't forget it. And later that night, after they won the award, we were in the press tent out back, and I was standing in the back of the room, and they got up there with their awards, and Gary pointed to me. He said, we did it, Skip. We did it. Wow. And that, to me, that's, that's just one of those things that just, it's that. When you have the ability to play a song that changes a person's life. When you have the ability to stand in front of a crowd of 100,000 people at a George Strait concert and watch them go absolutely berserk. When you have a situation, two young men in Tampa had vanished. They were at a Walmart on a Saturday night out in uh, Hillsborough County, and they vanished. And the heartbreak of all heartbreaks for any parent, you know what, what happened is they were found that they had been killed and left in an orange grove. Mm. And we were watching the interview with one of the moms and she was sobbing. She said, I don't even have the money to bury my baby. Uh. And so we went in the air and we said, something needs to be done about this. And within half an hour, we had $25,000. All of the arrangements were taken care of. A gentleman was kind enough to donate plots that were in his family. And seeing that humanity, being there for that one genuine act of humanity, everything else will be forgotten. Great interviews, great bits, and unbelievable ratings. All of that's going to come and go, but they will never, ever, ever, ever forget one genuine act of humanity. So true. Also, don't let anyone else use your cans. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Great insights, Skipper, from Skip Mahappy. Hey, we have links to Caleb, Skip's complete bio, videos, and more, all in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. Our thanks to executive producer Cindy Huber, associate producer Hannah B. And coming up next, we go outside of radio to talk with someone who's helping people in radio get jobs in agency commercial work. We talk with National Commercial Casting Coach Leslie Bailey from VoiceOver Gurus. Next. That's a wrap, Kipper. Getting ready for Thanksgiving or Christmas or, well, Valentine's Day, 80 holiday. It's the same time every year. We'll talk about planning 
in one minute martinizing. Find it in the show notes at brainwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wise.